Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. Welcome, everybody, to episode 102 of the Galactic Dads Podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for your daddy issues. We talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and oh, so much more. Today, that will include our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 breakdown, since it is dropping on Disney Plus this week, August 2nd. Uh, So now's a good time to talk about uh, the final hurrah of the Merry Bunch, so stick around for that. Um, I am, of course, B, your, I guess, intermittent host. I don't know. It's been a minute. Fearless back. leader. Fearless, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the schlub in charge of this ship. Here we go. You're Peter Quill, if you will. Hey, uh, at least the ship's floating. No, it is. It is. And, of course, I'm not alone today. I am joined by Laser Eric. What's happening, man? What's up? God, this is, this is new again. It is. I love it. It's it feels great. new. It's it feels great. new. I'm happy to be back, so. <laughs> well, if you, uh, I'd say check us out on the socials, but I've been about as active on there as I have on these recordings. So, uh, <laughs> like, it's been so long that there's now like two new platforms that we're a part of. I uh, actually stopped paying attention to the number of platforms that are out there now. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. So now there's um, Instagram put out their Twitter, which is Threads. Yes. So, so we're over there on that. Uh, we're on Twitter or X or whatever it's called today. Right. Um, Which that, I think X has a separate app that you can download now. Okay. Which, All right. I don't know. I'm going to find that out. Um, I have access to, to Blue Sky. Uh, I got invited by the wonderful Lance from the Comic Book Keepers podcast. Great guy. We love him. Uh, he, he hooked me up with an access code. And um, so we'll probably pop up over on Blue Sky. And the usuals, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Find us on there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on YouTube, you can check us out. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can watch us record the podcast live. Yep. So We're doing it right now. That live stream is going, so there's check out the notes and figure out how to get involved with that. Yep. But I'm going to be real with you. It's been so long. Like, I'm super excited. Like, let's just get into this. Let's party. You right? Yeah, seriously. You ready to party. party? Yes. I'm right. Like, let's just do it. Yes. Mm. What do we do next? What do we do next? What do we do next? Well, that means we talk about beers, beers of, the of the week. week. You know, it just feels good. It, it just does. feels good to talk about beers of the week. Yes. I've got I, I've got a few today that are not local. Really? Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Lead us off. What All are you right. drinking? Cool. So tonight, my contributions to this lovely show are brought to you by the Three Floyds Bewing, Brewing Company. Woo. Spewing. Yeah, right. All Out right. of Munster, Indiana. Um, if you don't want to remember that, it's a suburb of Chicago. It's like 20 minutes east of Chicago. Um, this is the Gumball Head American Wheat Pale Ale. Uh, I love this brewery. Uh, a few years ago, wife and I went up there. We actually took the tour. Um, took that, the tour. Yeah, that it's a it's a good size uh, good size operation. What I like about it is the owner. So the owner's buddy does all of his can art, and he's a comic book artist. Oh yeah, I think you've uh, so, mentioned this guy on the show before. Yeah, yeah. So all of their 
cans and all of their bottles are really, really unique on the art. And actually, the owner, his name's Nick Floyd, his office is muraled out in comic book. That's awesome. And, uh, I didn't get to go in his office. I'm nowhere near that important, but it was still really cool to see. But uh, anyway, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. That says it on the can. So, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> What is the, the beer? Uh, yeah, what's the... Is that the name of the beer? It's No, the name of the beer is Gumball Head. It's American wheat. It's 5.6 alcohol by volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, brewed with white wheat and dry hopped with hand-selected hops from the Yakima Valley. Yeah. Bright okay. and refreshing with a lemony finish. This is, it's like a, you know, it's like a Boulevard type wheat beer, but it's a little bit more pronounced because it's got more hops in it than what you would be used to on that. So, I'll take it. Yeah. It's got I'll a good body, it. good flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Very good. What do you got, sir? I am so glad you asked. Uh, it has been a minute. <sighs> well, you remember how to open it. That's the important part. Yeah. But uh, I'm drinking the Angel and the Sword. And that's an ale from Civil Life Brewery. Uh, yeah, Civil Life is... Are they local? Downtown St. Louis. Yeah. Yep. You know, we love the St. Louis area breweries. Big fans. All of them. If you make beer, we'll drink it. I yes. promise. Yes, we uh, will. But uh, yeah, the Angel and the Sword's a good ale. Of course, it's an original malt-driven amber pub ale. And it's celebrating our favorite traditional North American and European malts, along with English hops and yeast. Hmm. I it's a good tell one. You. It's malty, but it's a good one. Yeah, that tastes like a beer, and it's good. Yeah. It, yeah. You're right. It is malty. Yeah. I like it, though. It's maybe a little heavy if we were doing this recording in the middle of the 105-degree day we had today. Oh, but yeah. at the yeah. end of it, it's not bad. It's not I'm actually bad. I'm looking for my ABV, but uh, huh. I don't know. It's, it's got to be somewhere around a 5 or a 7. Like it's not. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like a five and a half or yeah. something like that. I've it's, had that beer before. It's really good, but I don't remember. Yeah, well, I think there's another one in the fridge if you want to grab it. Don't threaten me with a good time. All, all of the beers are for you. So anyway, um, that's Beers of the Week. That is and Beers that's of awesome. the Week. Wasn't that, that easy. great? That easy. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for Beers of the Week or you just want to reach out and talk to us, you can definitely shoot us an email over at galacticdads at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I read them. I actually do. Yep. So. If you want to shoot them over uh, and i'll just do my best to make sure they don't get filtered into my spam because like people don't email you right, right important people do right and they're called listeners that's you exactly so hit us up you can just hit hit us up with beers of the week or daddy issues. daddy issues yeah if you guys need some dad advice on how to handle them rambunctious kids we'll give it to you because we got a few oh yeah and we've been around the block now so uh i don't have teenagers yet thank god I got what? one that's close enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's talk and about daddy it. daddy issues, shall we? Daddy issues are smooth now. Mm, yes. I think it's because I spent the last couple of months just like on edge and stressed out as a dad. Why is that? No, just being a normal everyday dad. Like, you know, a six-year-old never stops talking. Correct. And then an almost three-year-old, which, by the way, I got a birthday party I need to throw together really quick. Uh, luckily, ah. he's three, so he's not going to mind. But, uh, yeah, 
It's it's wild, man. Dude, you got a Blackstone, man? Just fire off some burgers. I love it. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw some dogs on there, some burgers. Boom, boom. Uh, instead of a birthday cake, I think I'm going to make a pyramid of Twinkies for the cake because he actually loves Twinkies and will actually eat them. That's the way, dude. So I think, I think I'm just going to get a box of Twinkies, make a little castle, uh, and then get him something cool. I don't know. I think yeah. uh, I think the wife already took care of getting him something. You for real just planned a birthday party. Like yeah, it's done. Forty eight seconds. Super easy. Well done. And yeah, you I'll didn't see. have to spend five hundred dollars to let him run around Urban Air. Ooh, I just went to a birthday party though at Urban Air. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's fun. Sure, but holy crap, man! I could take my kids to well, not Disneyland. Yeah, not but, quite. Maybe Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, you could do Six Flags, but birthday parties, man, they are the they are the profit center of the universe, dude. Well, yeah, it's how those places keep all those neon lights on. Yeah. But, by the way, speaking of birthday parties, mm-hmm. I've went, since the last episode, I went to one. And mm-hmm. it was yours. Yes, thank yeah. you for coming, by the way. Oh, I was happy to be there. You always have such good food. I didn't even cook. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tim cooked. <laughs> yeah, Tim cooked. Oh. Tim's a fantastic cook. Oh, but Tim actually is a fantastic cook. Yes, but he's very good. Because it's Tim, who we love, we still razz him. Oh, absolutely. I forgot what absolutely. I said, but it was so funny. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. It's uh, what's like the most offensive thing you can say to uh, somebody who actually smoked like chickens and pork and everything. Do you have any vegetarian options? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I asked him if he picked it up from Sugar Fire or something. I think you did. No, yeah. I, th- I think you asked if he picked it up from Quick Trip or Schnucks <laughs> or something. I don't think it was even Sugar Fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it was just, you know, I'd get a laugh out. He's really funny though and he immediately told me i was looking like a snack in my hawaiian short yes uh, yes it was a shirt too it was, it was a shirt it was yeah. not a it was not a short or whatever they call the man version. oh uh, dude i'd I'd rock a man romper i don't I mean, care dude yeah I, if it's breathable mm-hmm. like at this point okay look i just had my 40th birthday there we go so at this we point 40 year old on the yeah, show guys if it's breathable dude i'm gonna wear it like I'm, I'm just saying. Like you know, you you got to do what you got to do to keep the airflow up. Absolutely. Yeah, and so. once you hit a certain age, you don't really care what you look like anyway. No, dude. Who am I out to impress? Yeah, no one. I mean, I'm and already per- married. Yeah, the person I try to impress, she's like, why? And right. Like, okay. Right. All right. No yeah. problem. When you get to this point, you try to impress your wife. She just looks at you and laughs. It's like, like, what the hell yeah, are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, are you bored? It's a great you need question. To do. That's a great question. And yes, desperately bored, but these things happen. Indeed. Now you had a birthday too. Now we did not have. Oh a party my god! For you, but you had a birthday. I did have a birthday. Yes, you did. Happy birthday, sir. Thanks, Matt. I I, think I, I totally told you forgot. On the day, but you, I think you did. Yeah, I'm usually okay. What did that, I do? Honestly. No, man, it was a Friday. I just went to work. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, it's like you know, 37. What are you looking for? Right, right, yeah. Like, like, I didn't want to party. My kids were cool. The wife, you know, I come home and everybody was like, hey, you know, happy birthday. And That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was all good. But, you know, like, the older you get, the less you really care. Because I, right. I, I mean, I had just done, um, I just went to the Comic-Con in Chicago, and I spent way mm-hmm. too much money on, on getting cool stuff there. Ain't and it funny how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's really nothing I want. It's no big deal. So, uh. Yeah, it was a real low-key birthday, and I liked it. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, it, you, it was nice. You get to this point, too, where the stuff that you want is either really expensive or it's stuff that your spouse won't buy for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's okay on both ends. It is weird. I thought that wanting things that were, like, 
maybe a thousand bucks at the most were like, that's going to be it. Like I'm going to stop wanting anything else. No, no. It's like, you know, I would like a boat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Middle age is weird, man. Dude, it really is. Like the goalposts aren't even there anymore. So I think, I think I've kind of discovered, did a little bit of mental gymnastics here and kind of discovered what, what people call a midlife crisis, what it actually is. And and the reason I'm saying this is because... Are, are you about to define a midlife crisis? Maybe. Because if so, like, we need to... This is a momentous occasion. Maybe, maybe. And I, I don't know if I'm right or not, but I, I think it has something to do with the desire to... I don't even want to say feel young again, but get back to the stuff that maybe made you, ha- like made you happy before life happened. Not to say that you're not happy now. I mean, we talk about it every time we do this show. We love our kids. We love our families. We mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. You know, we're, we're, we're not drama-filled. Actually, like all of the hosts and everything, even the ones that aren't here, none of us are really drama-filled. We've all got a happy family life. Everything's, you know, everything's pretty solid as far as that goes. Yeah, even Justin, true. I mean, he's a single dad, but he's happy. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's aside true. from the fact that he works like 240 hours a week. Justin, if you're alive, blink twice, bud. Haven't heard you. from you in a minute. Bark we once if you. you're in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. If you are, let me know because I'll be in Dallas next week. I can like swing by. Sweet. <laughs> right, right. You know what? Airfare is coming down a little bit. Maybe I grab a one-way ticket to Dallas. It's come down a lot, actually. My, yeah, it, it has. We can we can talk about that offline. But it's, and also, it's dropped a lot. If you're flying Allegiant, they might drive the price even more since they're avoiding midair collisions this week. Can you believe that? The news oh my God. the news has been nuts. But let's not go oh away too God. far. So so you define the midlife crisis as What I define the midlife crisis as going back and looking at the stuff that you've always enjoyed and you just kind of lost track of it. So mm-hmm. here's my premier example. I love playing the guitar. I've been I started playing when I was 11. And I played it a lot all the way up till I was about mm, 23, 24, 25. And then I let it go because I got a big boy job. I got married. I had mm. children. That'll do it. I got yep. busy. And then all of a sudden, you know, here about three, four months ago, it's like, man, I really want to play those guitars and got back into it real heavy and everything. And, you know, I was kind of making a joke. Me and me and Tim joke about, are we going to do a midlife crisis band? Because we yes. had a band in college. Yeah. And it's like, man, do we want to do a midlife crisis band? And it's like, you know what? Maybe that's what it is. Because maybe when you see these 45, 50-year-olds that are buying Corvettes, it's because they like fast cars when they were younger. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's just a thought, you know, and, and maybe, Brandon, you just really loved a boat experience that you had when you were younger. Actually, as a kid, I... Uh, my mom had a boyfriend, long-time boyfriend, so we spent a lot of time with him. He had a boat. Yeah. We were on the boat, like, I don't know, every other weekend. There you go. I loved it. Dude, boats are awesome. You know, they're really awesome when your friends have them. Yeah. You know, they're, like, they're like a pool. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Tim want- reminds me of that every time they come over. He's like, you know the best thing about having a pool? Like, having a friend that's got a pool? Like, yep, Yeah. I've got the pool. So, I don't have to take care yeah. of it, but... You'd love to host, wouldn't you? Yes. Right. Wonderful. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, I think we're over there experiencing technical difficulties again. Uh, it happens. So that just might happen. I'm not going to stop now. We're yeah. Gonna, we're no, keep I, it yeah, rolling. We got a good vibe going. Yeah, yeah I, I love this it. Is good. I love it. I do good. think that uh, your definition of a midlife crisis might be pretty spot on. Uh, I think some people take it to a more extreme level. Right. So 
I think it really is people who feel like they've given up on putting themselves first and have like the, the classic examples you think of is like, you know, new young wife, like ridiculous sports car, stuff like that. I think those are kind of overcorrections to yeah. putting yourself first again. Yeah. But I think people, you know, like maybe you buy a motorcycle, maybe you, I don't know, start a podcast about geeky dad stuff. Go get I don't a know. Bow and arrow or something. I don't know. Like, Ooh, I almost did. Just for fun at Farm and Home last week, but don't worry about it. Um, we could talk about that offline, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of, um, well, you know, we've talked about it before. Both of my boys are Cub Scouts. Oh, yeah. Cub Scout summer camp season just ended. Oh, and, oh so you've got free time again. Oh, God. Yeah, July. I don't even remember July because I was either in the woods or working the yeah. entire time. It was but hot. So. We did a lot, of, uh, a lot of archery, a lot of bow shooting, and um, found out that my youngest has quite a knack for it, which is fascinating to me. He's a hunter. He he, he might be. And we, might we'll be. have to start calling him Craven, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he'd be all right with that. Yeah, I, I bet know. he would. I don't know. Him <laughs> running around with a bow might scare me, but yeah, it's okay. It's I'm okay. fine with good. it. He'll be okay. He'll be. It'll buff out. Yeah, it's all good. I like it though. So for daddy issues, I think we used to find a midlife crisis, I which think we means did. Are, are we like are we headed that way? Is that what's going to happen? I don't know, but I think if you know what's coming, you can kind of steer clear of That's making true. any rash decisions. Yeah. You know, so. I'm not trying to get a, a really crappy apartment in a bad part of town just so I can go do whatever I want all the time. Although, you know, there are days you're like, that doesn't sound terrible. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny that you mention that because you sit here and you think, and maybe this is part of the midlife crisis thing too, but like you sit here and you think, oh, you know, I could get a studio apartment <laughs> so I could do whatever I want. And then you could also be like, you know what, dude? I already pay one mortgage. Exactly. Like, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, one one of those rooms is just going to be mine. And there you go. There you go. So, yeah. You know, one of those things I always think about is uh, nobody, no, like, div- divorced man ever goes, yeah, I wanted to be on my own again so that way I could see some other man move into my house with my ex-wife <laughs> and kids, and I get to pay for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, that just sounds bad. So yeah. let's steer clear of all of that. Yeah, let's steer clear of all of that. I, I think we've all got it pretty good. You know, Maybe one night a week I just go to the bar, and it's fine. It's right. fine. It's right. no big deal. Eh, I don't know. I knew somebody who started out with one night a week at the bar, and then it became every night of the week at the bar. And Yeah. Yeah. I called him weird. dad. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, you know what we have plenty to say about? Yeah, I do. There's actually, I there's do. even like uh, dad issues involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to the movie review of, oh man. Guardians of the Galaxy that. Volume 3. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I do have the right agenda. I just moved it down the line. I was like, I just yeah. printed this thing off. But there it is. Uh, why don't we talk about. Video games real fast and okay. all other stuff. Yeah, let's do it. I don't really have much. I know you've got a uh, little video game stuff going on. I've got like two things maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, we'll just we'll jump right in. Yeah, let's that'll do be it. fine. Let's make it hot, Captain. Let's do it. Yeah, so San Diego Comic-Con was last week. Mm-hmm. I had tickets, did not go. My my uh, sympathies. Yeah, it, that killed me. It killed a big yeah. part of me. Uh, now, one benefit, though, since you did buy tickets, 
you're still eligible for returning tickets next year, right? Correct. That's what yes. I thought. I the, thought it was something like that. Was the only reason that when I saw this year that I could only get Thursday and Sunday tickets to the show, that was the only reason I bought them anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think you made the right decision. I mean, you know, I know it's kind of a sunk cost, but yeah, it happens. you get the opportunity to go. And this year's weird because you got the WGA and the SAG After Strike. Right, which, which of course removed all the studios from, from being at the con anyway. It, it neutered a lot of stuff. And I've also, you know, some of the other podcasts and things I've listened to of folks that went um, were talking about how some of the Hall H panels, instead of, you know, having to wait in line for two days, you could just straight walk in. Well, that'd be cool. And that yeah, would be different. That would be cool, but you know if that's the case that they're probably not showing off the stuff that they showed off last year. Oh, no. Dude, no. last year was insane. Oh, yeah, last year was a It was a phase five, chest. baby, and you were right. just like, and six? Oh, my God. And then <laughs> yeah. Black Adam. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, but, no. Hey, it, man, The Rock liked that movie a lot. He did. Well, he of did. course he did. He did. He was in it. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. I thought they were, like, Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm inspired yes. loved it yes actually and he made it really cool like i think he was even a little cooler than dr strange don't come at me but i said what i said <laughs> dr fate was awesome that's good that's good um, so but yeah the there was something cool at san diego comic-con yeah that i missed um being there really wasn't a big deal because this is the type of reveal that you would have looked at on youtube anyway Exactly. And it exactly. was the uh, the San Diego Comic-Con trailer. I can't talk today. Uh, for Spider-Man 2. Yes. and On the uh, PS5. Yes. Yeah, and PlayStation exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. It is, yeah. it's And it is beautiful looking. Yeah. It was a story trailer, so it's not gameplay footage. Right. But even still, it is impressive. Did you see the gameplay footage they released where you're chasing the lizard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It It's like almost... It's hard to tell the difference between that and story mode. Right. It right. just like that game just looks that good and it looks fun. Yes. You, there's a whole scene where you're like you're like water skiing as Miles. <laughs> but then you also get to play as Peter, who, if you guys aren't familiar with, is rocking a black suit, the symbiote suit. Yep. Uh, but they, they you know, that was hinted at in the end of the first Spider Man game on PS4. And then, you know, of course, they don't really say anything about as Spider-Man Miles Morales game because that was right. Miles' was story. Yeah. yeah, which still a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first Spider-Man. I think that has, I just thought the story was better in the first right. Spider-Man. Right. I've heard that from a few people. I have not played Miles Morales. Um, oh, it's good. You want to yeah. borrow it? Wait. I might. No, I mine's might. digital. Yeah, it's digital. It's worth it though. Whatever it whatever it costs on the network at this just point, go it can't it. be you know can't be all that much. I'm no, sure it's not. It that was bad. a launch game, so yeah, yeah. So I go mean, it should it. be. It's reasonable. good though. I might pick that up this weekend. The only thing that's really disappointing about it is is Miles has not been around as long as Peter. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to his costumes, there's like nowhere <laughs> near as many. Yeah, it's not the variety that you're going to get. Yeah, out of, out Spider-Man. of like a sixty year story history. Right. Instead, you're just looking at about ten. You're not getting a Bagman suit out of Miles Morales quite yet. Not, I'm sure they'll. I'm come sure up they, with could. they could. They could. Uh, but it was cool. That game's awesome. Uh, the nice. trailer though looks so good. I like yes. the updates to the characters. 
Uh, it almost looks like the game occurs in real time. So since the first Spider-Man came out, it's been about 10 years. And I think there's a 10-year progression in the story of the game. Yeah, it looks like that. Uh, it looks like that to me as well. And I think that the person who has the best like glow up, if you will, how cool does Miles look? Miles looks good. Miles, Miles, looks, really Miles good. looks real good. I'm like, yeah, I like it, man. Miles looks like they had time to flesh him out. Mm, true. Which is good. True. Which is good. Um, I was trying to keep track of all the villains mm-hmm. while I was watching it. And obviously you got Harry. I don't know if he'll turn bad in this game or not. I'm not sure. Because you don't really know. Because Venom shows up. Yeah, Venom shows up. And Venom and is voiced obvious. by Tony Todd. Yeah. So Candyman, for those of you who aren't initiated. He was... Uh, when when Venom spoke in that trailer, I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. it's what you want. It's, it's what you good. want out of Venom. Venom is scary again. Yeah, it's not like that Venom let there be carnage where he's kind of yeah quipping goofy sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, not like that. It's like a bromance. Uh, right. This one is actually terrifying, uh, and you're again not sure who is under the symbiote for Venom. You right. you can assume it's Harry, which you know the first game would lead you to believe anyway, but you don't really know. Right. It would be pretty cool if it was Craven. It would be cool if it was Craven. Because Craven seems to have a pretty big presence in the first part of the game. Uh, he seems to be the villain until the the reveal of Venom. So it would be cool if he if he attached to Craven. That'd be awesome. I also like the idea that maybe Craven being the main villain in the beginning might be the catalyst for somebody else getting the symbiote. Yeah. You know, in some way, I don't, I don't know how they would shake that out, but I'm sure they could come up with something. I do, I do like uh, Peter with the symbiote suit on, though. Yes, he looks, that was really cool looking. He looks cool. Yes, and uh, it looks like it's a nice progression from the gadget-based gameplay that was the main focus of the first game, mm-hmm. and it looks like this game you'll have some of that. At, at least until you get the black suit and the black suit's like, use your symbiote powers. It's going to be dope <laughs> because I guarantee you they lean back into the camouflage stealth aspect of oh, the suit sure. that they kind of stray away from in a lot of the stories. But since miles can just do that, mm-hmm. it'll be cool to also do that with Peter in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be, I wonder if you'll get to see both doing that at the same time. I think so. Yeah. I can see that. I bet you Miles does it, and the suit just does it for Peter, and they both go, whoa. Right. Yeah. yeah. That actually, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That I would be I can see cool. the look on Miles' face if he's not masked up at that yeah. point. Yo, Pete, where'd you go, man? <laughs> what? I'm what? right here. Yeah. Except for he's like a dick about it because he's in the black suit. Right, right. Yeah, he's got to be got to be quasi-emo Spidey without getting completely yeah. emo Spidey. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Okay, Toby. <laughs> oh, Thank God. you. Thank we you. We didn't have to bring that back, did we? Yes, we did. Yeah, I guess we I did. Will, I would defend that film even though it's like can't be bad when he's supposed to be bad, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's it's horrific for a good chunk of it, but it's not awful. But Could have been know, worse. Yeah, we, we could have been better. days about that one. But anyway, no, so that was like the big thing from San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. this year that I was super excited for. I did I did like the virtual attending, so um, all the wonderful people uh, when the other podcast shows that we listen to and have been fortunate enough to work with. Yeah. Uh, so the guys over at Comic Book Keepers Podcast, uh, definitely the guys over at Oblivion Bar, mm-hmm. doing great work over there. I love everything mm-hmm. they're doing. And, um, you know, that wonderful comic books couple counseling podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do great work, too. Although, when they go, Brad and Lisa, when they go to Comic-Con, they're, like, covering the show. 
Right. They're, yeah, it's yeah. work for them. And uh, it's also work for Chris from the Oblivion Bar because yes. he works at the comic sketch art booth. Mm-hmm. Um, booths now, they're kind of growing. That's and, a good thing. And they essentially run the tables for uh, people like Tom King and Mitch Gerards and uh, I think uh, James Tinney and the Fourth and some of the more well-known comic book creators. There you go. They kind of all group together and, and they run the booths for them. That's awesome. So it's cool. Yeah, it's that's it's really actually cool. cool. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Lance and Chris got to just enjoy the show from Comic Book Keepers podcast. So nice. That was cool. Very cool. Another uh, another podcast that went is our friends in the Force Dyad podcast. That's correct because Jedi John mm-hmm. did get to go to Comic Con, and uh, but I was very excited. Obi Sean from the Force Dyad. Got to go for the first yep. time. He got to go for the first time. Uh, I saw some of the pictures. It looks like they had a lot of fun. Their recaps are, uh, I think one of them's already out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet, yeah. Because Sean's not waiting. Yes, he gets no. he gets that stuff up. No, he, uh, yeah, we, he we could use We could use a Sean on our show. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was exciting. And Sean was very kind. Uh, he went to one of the booths and picked up an Ashcan um, signed press of geiger so it was like uh jeff johns and gary frank did the uh are the creative minds behind geiger and it came out a little while ago from image but uh, it was a show exclusive and i remember hearing a little bit about it it was cool series yeah it It was really cool it almost felt like old old man logan the way that Mm -hmm. they after some type of disaster carved up the u.s yeah um so it kind of felt like that but it was cool it's cool. I love Gary Frank's artwork. Uh, and Jeff Johns is, you know, he's Jeff Johns today. Right. He, he is not the late aughts that we uh, we love, but he's still, you know, he's doing his thing. He's still wonderful. Yeah, yeah, still I wonderful. appreciate it. So it was awesome of them to pick that up. But, yeah, that was uh, San Diego this year for me. That's I great. experienced That's it great. from my house. Well, the only, um, the only video game stuff I've got is um, – Honestly, I, I put the games down for a while. Uh, just enjoyed yeah. being outdoors and stuff with the kids mm-hmm. for a bit. Being a dad. And, uh, yeah. Jumped back into the fray here a couple weeks ago. Uh, I picked up Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, which is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, for those of you who have listened to the show, you know I'm a Final Fantasy nut. And this game is um, it's right there. I mean, it's fantastic. I put about 10 hours in it the first few days that I had it. Um, very, very cinematic, very story-driven. But what I like about it is you have a choice between focusing on story or focusing on action in the game, and you can choose the way that you play it, which is, I love that. I think that's really nice, because I think that brings people that might not have been interested in it into the fold a little bit more. Um, The cinematics are gorgeous in the first couple minutes you've got two icons fighting each other which icons are what espers summons your your gigantic mythical beings um you know you got two of them you know straight up duking it out in the first half an hour of the game and it's it's really really cool um i would encourage everybody to you got a ps5 take a look at it you know you might love it you might not but you like rpgs it's a good one I like the way it's set up. The, the leveling progression system and everything is solid without being too complicated. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. If you're more of an action guy, uh, the action's solid. I like the fighting in the game. 
Um, it's pretty easy to pick up the fighting system, and with the progression system, you can learn some pretty badass stuff. Like, you know, just setting your sword on fire while you're slashing people. It's pretty cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, the other game I picked up, I picked up Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I have not started it yet. Heard a lot of good things. What? But I have not started it. Next time, um, maybe not next episode, but maybe the episode after that, I'll have some information and some notes for everybody. I'll try to make it better than my Hogwarts Legacy review, which was, what, two words? It was good. It was awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, those are the two video games I've been playing. Hogwarts Legacy is still awesome. Uh, still very enjoyable. Um, we've got some new Nintendo stuff coming out. Super Mario Wonder is coming out later this year. Uh, my kids are excited for it. It's basically another Super Mario 3D world. And yeah, they're excited about that. It's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a cool addition to the arsenal for the Switch. Um, and then you've also got uh, let's see what what's the other one? There's another yeah that one yeah that one. Um, there is another Switch game coming out, um, ah, but I don't remember, so it must not have been as important as I thought it was. Oh wait, it's the Super Mario RPG remake. Yes, and it looks gorgeous. Yes, those of you who played Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in the mid to late 90s, it's coming back, kids. And it's got all updated graphics, all upgraded gameplay. It's going to be awesome. So, hopefully, sometime in the next year, we'll hear something about new Switch hardware because that, be, uh, that would be wonderful if we could get like a Switch Pro Nintendo. That'd be great because like, my kid's Switch is starting to get old. So... You know, we need to replace it. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just give an old screen and a hardwired Yeah, give it a land port. Yeah, that's what what people want. Yeah, Yeah, land port. So anyway, there's that. So that's awesome. But uh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. That's good video game stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. Are you ready to dive in? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's go to space. Let's go to space. Yeah. So what happened? It happened. It did. A third Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out, which, by the way, if anybody would have asked me back in the day, will there be three Guardians of the Galaxy films? <laughs> I would like, what? Can I just say that this is the only Guardians of the Galaxy movie that I saw in the theaters? Yeah, I didn't see either one of the other two. I'm trying to think if I did. Yeah. I think I saw the first one in theaters because that was still like that was like Marvel Phase Two. That was Phase Two, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy Phase Two very much. So by then, I was kind of burnt out for a little bit. You know what? It's interesting you say that, but we'll talk about that when we cover Secret Invasion, yeah, on Episode One Hundred Three. Yeah, that would be good. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't remember because I remember I saw Thor: Dark World in theaters, mm-hmm. um, and then that was before Thor got funny. Uh, that was back when. The supporting cast was funny, like Kat Dennings. And it was so good to see her character come back, by the way. Yes, it was. Um, but they were not Guardians, Volume 3. Uh, actually, I was scared for Guardians, Volume 3. Okay. Because I watched the Christmas special on Disney+, Plus and I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What is yeah. this? The Christmas special was 
it was fun to watch once. Oh yeah, there was zero replay value. For no me on replay that one. value at all for it, and it was very like the storyline and everything was very thin. Yeah, it was like let's see if we can get Kevin Bacon in this, and uh, we'll right. call it a day. Right. But there were some pretty big things that set up Guardians Volume Three. The first mm-hmm. one is that their base of operations is nowhere. Yes. Uh, which you don't really pick up on that at end game at all. No. So it was good that they established that before Guardians 3 came out because I would have been like, when did they start working here? Right, right. I think they did a good job in like the opening, like the opening credits, the opening scene of kind of explaining that and yeah. making it make sense. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie does a lot of work real fast, not in a bad way because uh, it puts you right in the action because yes. one of the characters I was most looking forward to this movie, you don't have to wait very long at all. To see him. And of course, we're talking about Adam. Right. Yeah, he shows up quickly. Very quickly. In fact, he's he's pretty fast. (laughs) I got like this vibe of, um, if any of you are familiar with like cosmic Marvel characters, I was thinking of um, Gladiator from the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. Yeah. Like he's essentially Marvel's answer to what Superman stayed in space. Right. And and so that's uh, Gladiator. But as he's flying through space and just runs right through stuff i was like that that's like gladiator right before the shiar war with asgard yes which was uh that was a storyline during the mighty thor run uh, didn't gladiator cause that war or am i mistaken honestly i don't remember i have the issues i don't know that i read them those might have been the ones i was like i'm so excited to get these back issues and then they stayed sealed and I, I've got a whole stack of those on my stack somewhere over here. I, I yeah. got to get to it. I got a stack of those on my dresser too. I understand. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. Adam shows up because if you remember the end of Guardians Volume 2, there's a very particular group of people who are very upset with Peter Quill and the rest of the Guardians. Yeah, they know happy. Yeah. So they decide to make their most ultimate evolved life form, and that's Adam. Mm-hmm. But yes. they're working for... The High Evolutionary, Evolutionary, which we'll talk about him in a minute, uh, because like getting this weird vibe from this like phase of Marvel villains, and I wonder if anyone else has picked up on it. So we'll just we'll see. Yeah, we'll see when we get there. Your input, Um, but also Adam shows up. He's super fast. Like he, it's like Superman kind of action, right? And then all of a sudden they do this thing that is sort of comic book accurate. I guess, but I just, I was like, that's, of course I should have expected that, but I hate it. And it's, Adam's essentially a baby. Yes. He's, he's like a a child, a petulant child and he's treated as such and whatever. And I was just like, that's not what I wanted right now from this. I was excited when I heard Adam Warlock was going to be in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then when he shows up and, and you're right, there's a degree of accuracy to it. But when he shows up and he's he's a moron, yeah, I'm like Dude. It, it was like it's like another Drax walking around. It, it is. It's it's like another Drax, and you know I love Drax, but I I don't think I would love two Draxes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Adam shows up, and every time he shows up, it's I mean it's it's like watching a toddler walk in the room. They're just gonna knock stuff over, fall down, and take a nap. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, God. That being said, I was happy to see him in the movie. I thought he was he was 
not central to the story, but he was ancillary. Like he was important enough as an ancillary character to he, make his presence felt. He is essentially the inciting incident. He's what right. kicks this movie into right. gear. Yes. And then he flies away again. Um, but big shout out to Gamora in this film. Though. I'm sorry. No, not Gamora. Nebula. Nebula is awesome. Nebula is um, awesome in this movie. And you really do feel like her whole character arc has come all the way around. Yeah. She's, she's excellent. Uh, she is excellent in this movie. Um, I, I love some of the, um, the little side bits and stuff. Like when they were talking about the, uh, the part where they were talking about Peter, like, are you sure you're not in love with her? And, oh, and yeah. he's like, I never yeah. noticed how black your eyes were. She's like, tried, I'll kill you. Yeah. Like, she's, she's like, my father selected them when yeah. he plucked mine <laughs> yeah. out. And he's like, well, he picked a really nice pair. Picked a really nice <laughs> pair. Yeah. It was just it, it, her. Yeah, her presence in the movie. I loved the increased involvement that Nebula had. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what you said about Gamora because I really appreciated how they put her in this movie. Yes. And how they connected her with the Guardians, how they connected her with Quill. I was really nervous when she showed up. It's like, oh, God, are they going to fall in love by the end of this movie? Yeah, I thought it was cool that they, uh, spoiler, didn't. Yeah. Uh, it's like very clear that they're not going to be together, and you're like, "That's cool. I like that." I was actually really happy with that. Yeah. It's like let's let's put that baby to bed and and let it roll. But I really did like how they made their peace mm-hmm. and how she warmed up to him, and and how he was able to accept that. Oh, it's not the same. Yeah, and they were able to to go about doing what they were doing. Yeah, I very much appreciated that. But but I thought Gamora being in this movie. Number one, you got to see a lot more of what makes Gamora Gamora. Oh, yeah. She was scary again, the way she yeah. should have been in the first one. She was scary the way she should have been in all of them. That's true. And she was never really there. Like, I didn't really I didn't really know much about... Now, I'm not real familiar with Guardians from the comics, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about, like, okay, why is Gamora here until I played the video game. Yeah, she's like one of the most feared combatants in the entire universe. Yeah, she's a thug in the yeah, video game. for real. And I'm like, holy crap, like you are literally just a love interest in two movies. Facts. Which is yeah. a total waste because Zoe Saldana can act her tail off. Oh my God, she's in that new uh, show on Paramount Plus, um, Lioness. Yes. I cannot wait to watch that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, that too. That looks good. Yeah, but everything she's been in, she chews up the part and, oh, and does a great Zoe job. Zoe Saldana is incredible. She's yeah. a phenomenal actress. It makes me think of that one movie where she's, go figure, an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, Columbiana? Yeah, Columbiana. Yeah. yeah. I think she, that was like her big break. Dude, I remember I saw that movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, she is cool. Because what it reminded me of, it, it's kind of like uh, The Professional. Yes. You know? And then it's like if the little girl grew up, you got to see it. Well, in this one, you did get to see it, and she is stellar. So getting to see Zoe Saldana be, you know, one on screen, though she was green, and obviously without shampoo in space because her hair was much stringier in this this movie. (laughs) She Uh, was a ravager. Yeah, she was a ravager, so they they don't have time for nice uh, hair appointments. Yeah, the ravagers are pirates. I mean, you know. But uh, she's just awesome. And she's fierce. She's almost the balance to Nebula the way that Nebula was the balance to Gamora in the first two films. Like, she, yeah. was, she, like she wasn't soft. She was kind of like, what are you doing Yeah, with feelings, period. 
I like how those two, anytime they saw each other, they didn't say hi. They didn't do no, They just grunted at each other. Yeah. Like, mm, mm. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've got tracks. kids that are close in age sometimes. That happens. Yeah. yeah that tracks. That yeah. absolutely tracks. So, <laughs> so Gamora and Nebula, I like how they were worked out. Um, let's talk about the two who just continued their buddy buddy power relationship from the <laughs> Christmas special. Good old and, Mantis and Drax. Mantis and Drax. Um, hilarious. Oh my God. I, I love both of them and I don't know why. Exactly. Cause they're like Mantis is adorable to me. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like, she's just so cute in everything she does. Yeah, she's like a Funko pop walking around. Ex- yeah. You know, dude, like there's like something about Funko pop. There's something about her. Like this is cool. Uh, yeah, I just love it. She has some she has some really cool abilities that she got to use, mm-hmm. which was pretty sweet. Um, I loved her pets that she accumulated. <laughs> yes, that was that was hysterical. Um, that, but that was that was the first time again that she really got to. I mean, she used her power like in Infinity War, you know, trying to get the gauntlet off of Thanos. Yeah. She was the one holding his head. Like she used her powers. But that was the first time, like I saw her do something. I was like, man, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Like, yeah. well, I mean, she really used cool. her power to uh, influence Mogo all the time in Guardians too. That's true. So that's I mean, true. I mean, she's ever since she showed up in two, she's been kind of a scene stealer, really. She has. Um, she has. Drax though is interesting because there's no difference. You know, there like doesn't Drax, even have to be. Drax no. is Drax, and it's great. <laughs> Although there is some, like, I almost cried for Drax in this movie. Because they make you forget. It's, it's his, like, that stupid characterization he has, which, by the way, Dave Bautista does so well. I, yeah, he's so I, like He just kills that. And uh, I hope, I, side note here, I hope that his performance and everything is Drax and his ability to play that role doesn't typecast him well I hope it doesn't typecast him but I also hope that it does get him more Hollywood roles I know he's in the Dune movies that dude's in a lot of stuff he's not in like but he's not in major stuff yeah he is a couple I mean he was in uh the latest Knives Out film was he yes he's very good he's in the uh um, Zack Snyder directed it. It was like the zombie apocalypse heist film in Las Vegas. It came out on Netflix. He's one of the he's like the character in that. You know what? Okay, uh, so uh, I will stand corrected because I'm not considering. I wasn't considering some of the streaming movies and stuff, which is not fair because yeah, they're, some I, of those are better produced I mean, than the major Hollywood stuff these days. So it's the same thing now, in right, my opinion. Right. Um. So like, he's. He's getting his due. That guy's not worried about it. Although, he is, like, he's saying, hey, um, who owns Gears of War? Microsoft? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he wants to play uh, he Marcus wants, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? All, I'm, I'm all he has to do it. is pick up the the chainsaw rifle yeah. and, and put on the outfit, and I'm he's here there. for it. He doesn't even have to change his hairstyle or nothing. <laughs> he's but, already okay. the character. So, Drax, I, um, you get a lot of big, dumb Drax, which I, I'm thoroughly entertained by big dumb Drax all the time mm-hmm. but i loved what he was able to do with the alien children the kids yeah yeah see that was the moment that i started to get sad for drax right. again because 
like I was about to say, in the Guardians movies, you forget what why Drax was so mad at Thanos. Right. And you forget what happened to Drax and his family. Yeah. Because Drax is just always a walking joke. Yeah, he's just a big he's a big dumb, he's he's a always big dumb like, animal. He's always know? like laughing at stuff and you forget that that man carries pain. Right. So then when he gets to interact with all the kids and he does it incredibly well, I think it's Mantis that tells him, you were meant to be a dad. Right. And right. you can just see it like, it's almost like he forgot. Yeah. And then yeah, when and he it, had that moment of realization. Yeah. The, there was that in that moment of realization where Drax realizes that, yeah, I was meant to be a dad yeah. and I've lost that. That's when I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah. That was a great Drax moment. I also loved after. I also love, love when Mantis called him stupid. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> and she was like, yes. And his feelings got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and she had to use her powers to make him forget. <laughs> forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there was also the part. So after, I, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that was really good. After they freed the kids and after yes. he's he's talking to the kids and everything and Nebula just looks at him and Nebula's got that like impatient like look on her face. She's like, why didn't you tell us that you knew their language? And he just looks her dead in the face like, why didn't you ask? Yeah, that was good. Like, damn, that is. Ooh, that like, was good. That was a that was a really good moment. It's like, why are you taking this dude for granted? Which is ironic because it was right after the whole forget that I called you stupid thing. Yeah. And that I mean, actually, there was a lot of really good stuff that happened in the third act of that movie. That's true. Some real I think the strongest act in that film was the third act. Yeah. Because you got such good resolution, not just from the story, which of course had its villain of the of the week. Uh, right. kind of build up right but also it that was the moment when the whole trilogy and the character arc started closing and yeah. it was so it, it was actually done very well that's true they kind of they wrapped it up and they put a bow on it very well they did i will i'll i'll give all the credit for that uh my only complaint was that this is gonna sound so harsh but that quill didn't die uh-huh i kind of wanted him to but uh, the way they no set that. it up, it uh, he's coming been, back. Yeah. The thing I hated about this movie was at the very end of the movie, it wasn't the Guardians will return. It was Peter Quill will return. Yeah. And I'm like, if he's not just like, if they don't just give him a Disney plus show where he's just doing slice of life, American like day to day stuff. I don't want to see it because I'm what? done with him as a superhero. That would be a perfect like a perfect short run, like sitcom. <laughs> exactly. Show, is have him like dealing with the, dealing with the PTA and taking out like the trash cans on time. Yeah. You know, like normal life that everyone and, else could get, but he never experienced and trying not to like become star Lord in those moments or have him like, at, like, like have him like get mugged or something and have him reach for his blasters and not have them. Oh, no, even better. Explain the concept of money to him and him fight the urge to just go steal stuff. Because that's <laughs> all he did in space. Did you see him try to, like, the driving of the car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nebula in the passenger seat. Because <laughs> he can't drive. And she's like, would you like me to? No, I don't want you to drive. <laughs> it was great. He couldn't even explain to her how to unlock the door, which was hilarious. That was great. But... Okay, so 
we're dancing around all the characters who this film was about, but not really. Yeah. Because if anything, this movie should just been called Rocket Raccoon in the Guardians of the Galaxy. It should have been, yeah, it should have almost been called like Rocket Raccoon and why everybody should be a whole lot nicer to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was nice they finally gave him a movie that was like, oh, this is why he's a dick. Right. Right. They, uh, this is why he has the attitude he has. And yeah. Um, he keeps everybody at arm's length because when he didn't, this is what happened. Yeah. The only time in his entire life that he let himself care about people, he watched them all get murdered. Yeah. Quite callously, too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not, it was cool to see everybody still cared about him, though. Yeah. Because um, as he's on the table, like almost dying, uh, Again, spoiler, he doesn't. But, you know, as he's almost dying and Nebula thinks he's dead, as soon as Nebula finds out he's alive, that it's a rare moment of joy on her face. Right. Which was cool. Right. Again, that occurs in the third act yeah. when you get to see all this. So that was very cool. The, the This movie did a great job in the first two acts of setting up a very strong third act. Yeah. It really did. I think in the second act, when they really started introducing organic space material, that was I kind of awesome. got sick. I was it like, was a little gross. This yeah. feels like a Nickelodeon special from the 90s. It was a little gross, yeah. It, it's always funny to me because, you know, being a Star Trek fan, they never did that. Right. You know, or anything. So then yeah. I'm watching, like, this is a really cool twist on sci-fi. And I, I love sci-fi I like in it. general. I, like, don't get me wrong. I... I thought that made perfect sense. Yeah. Especially when you have celestials and stuff walking around in space. Yeah. And they live in the head of a celestial, which is nowhere. Right. Organic space material begins to make a lot of sense. There was something a little weird that was a little almost halfway off putting that basically they used the one station to skull something nowhere. <laughs> that was a little, <laughs> that was a little. Like, when I first saw that, I'm like, man, I just, I don't know how I feel about that right now. You're doing my boy nowhere wrong. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But it fit for that movie. It fit. Uh, yeah, it fit, it fit nowhere, let me tell you. Yeah, right. Uh, I almost forgot about that. That was really funny. Yes. Also, there's a scene in the movie, we haven't talked about this character at all yet, surprisingly, but Groot. Yes. So there's a scene where they're talking about using the hands to make him feel good. And Groot says, I'm Groot. And they're like, no, oh, not like that. Right, right. I, Groot totally just said, like, hand job. <laughs> That's 100%. Having, having Vin Diesel say nothing but I am Groot was, is like the perfect plot device to, for you to get away with any inside joke you oh want to get God. away with. It was so good. But since we're talking about Groot, how much, so when he got, spoiler, when he got blown apart, yes, Steph was sitting next to me. She's like, oh, no, my God. And I'm like, nah, he ain't dead. Yeah, it's fine. He'll be all right. It's fine. You didn't kill Korg in Thor Love and Thunder when he got blown apart. You're not going to kill Groot. Yeah. And uh, By the way, that was gross. It was gross. Yeah. Um, watching Groot's head run around with spider legs for was, that one scene. That was funny. Was hysterical. Watching was awesome. watching Groot grow vines just so he could hold more guns. By the way, was also yeah. very awesome. Yes. I was like I'm I'm down for that. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. I I love Groot for all the crazy crap that you can do with him. Yeah. Grown-up Groot. Cuz we haven't had grown-up Groot in a while. Yeah, since the end of the first movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so you get to you get to see a little bit more of the uh, the badassery that comes with a giant tree. It's true. You it's know. True. So it's, Groot was fun. Yeah, nothing too revealing there. Um, but Rocket's journey with realizing how smart he is, yeah, made perfect sense when you realize ever since the first movie that Rocket could build you almost anything from nothing. He's like the ultimate space MacGyver. That was his thing in the game too. Yeah. In which um, I never played the game because apparently it's a the game is bomb. It's because the Avengers game sucked, but the Guardians game was like this is what we were aiming for. The Guardians game was a system seller when what? it came out. Yeah, for what system? For the PS Five, it was a PS Five exclusive when it came out. What? And it was a system seller. I didn't even care about that. Game. Yeah, but, yeah, I wanted a PS Five for that game. Oh, see, that's funny because yeah. I wanted a PS5 knowing Spider-Man 2 was coming out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's good to have options. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Thank you, Sony and Marvel, for doing yes. work together. Thank we you appreciate for Sony that. for building up your exclusives because yeah. they're definitely killing it right they're now. They're awesome. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking of killing it, let's talk about the High Evolutionary. Yeah, let's talk about the High Evolutionary. I just really wish, would you mind? Doing a little butt work over there for me yeah, real fast as work. we talk yeah. about the high evolutionary. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, and I'm just going to go ahead and say the the thing that's going on in uh, Marvel that's bothering me kind of a little bit in Phase Five, and it's very simply, I'm kind of concerned that all of our villains lately are incredibly well acting, like they're all black guys. Uh huh. And, and, like, again, I don't care who the villain is, but I'm like, how many, like, really big bad guys need to be black? Wait, right. are, are we going the wrong way with a trope here? Right, right. If, if you're trying to, if you're concerned about being accused of whitewashing, which Marvel was accused of whitewashing in mm-hmm. the, the first three phases, yeah. if you're concerned about that, that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm all for any and all representation in you know, movies, comics, TV, whatever. It's all good, you know. But you might want to start looking at, you know, some maybe some good guy characters. Yeah. Just, I'm like, just saying. We, I mean, unfortunately, we lost Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. But but there's a lot more we could do with other black characters there's, and Marvel. Yeah, you're getting ready to bring the the X-Men in, so you've got Bishop. Which, and by that's, the way, Bishop's that's a slam awesome. dunk. But, I mean... MCU, if you're not scared of, of Marvel characters, bring in Blue Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Adam Brashear is probably one of my favorite lesser-known Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, he is essentially on par with Captain Marvel in the MCU now. Yes. Like, he's probably more powerful than her. He can one-punch Hulk. That's like, saying something. He is a power, and he is every bit as smart as Reed Richards. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Blue Marvel is an incredible character. And he's like, he's so smart that he understands, like in, in the comics, he understands why he should probably go live on the moon. Right. <laughs> but then when it comes time for like really big, major, like cosmic, multiversal threats, he's like, we're putting together a team. And you get right. this awesome series from Al Ewing called The Ultimates. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they like, they go and defeat Galactus. Yeah. Like, he's that powerful and smart. It's really cool. I love that character. I'm like, let's use him. 
Yeah, so you can bring use him that in. character or um yeah, I mean there's there's any number, you know, the possibilities are endless as far as that goes. And they're gonna they're kind of coming to a point where they're going to need some new yes, characters and some fresh new faces, talent, if you yes. will. But I mean, aside from that, the the actor who plays the high evolutionary is I mean, he's like he's terrifying. Yeah, he is. He is. He's um, great. He's terrifying the way that Jonathan Majors and Kang were terrifying. Right. Because he's almost on the verge of throwing a temper tantrum. Right? Like, that's what's really going on. Like, he's keeping it together. Yeah. But he's like, he's a hair trigger away from just letting everyone have it. Literally all the time. Yeah. And, like, it's, which works so perfectly because you're tense every time that that actor's on screen, whether it's Kang or the High Evolutionary. Yeah, because you don't know what could happen. Right. And the High Evolutionary is incredibly powerful because of what he's willing to do at all times. Life to him means nothing. It's like a man with right. ants. Right. Except for he creates the ants. So he thinks that he's essentially, he's God in his well, own and, mind. And you can also look at that from a similar perspective to, you know, a Kang. Because, you know, Kang, one of the things that made him terrifying in Quantumania, and one of the things that makes him terrifying is Kang doesn't see what he's doing as bad. Oh, he views like, it as necessary. Yeah, he views it as as important, and the high evolutionary is it's the about exact the same. same way. Yeah, and you know that's also how Thanos was. Thanos oh, believed yeah. that what he was doing was for the betterment of everyone, and that's what makes at its core. That's what makes a really strong villain. That's true, and because the perfect villain is always the villain that doesn't think they're the villain. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Almost the villain that you could root for you almost sympathize like yeah. a part of like go into a crowded store on a weekend and you'll be like no thanos was right oh like, yeah <laughs> like dude. you 100 percent you're just kind of like yeah I, I get it every time i'm standing there at the checkout at costco i'm like man thanos was right. it's weird i didn't say it out loud but i was thinking costco yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> thanos was right he did like, nothing wrong yeah we could then we we could we could thin it a bit justice yeah. for thanos <laughs> <laughs> snap yeah but anyway um i i love the high evolutionary um because of that reason he was very unpredictable he just he showed up every time you thought that the the protagonists were making real serious headway he would show up and just ruin it oh yeah and it was like oh my god like this this guy like he's always there um i can't help and this is going to be you know a post phase three you know, we're talking about tropes here with villains. Yes. I can't help but think that he was a little wasted. He is wasted. Yeah. He's incredibly wasted, although he's still alive. Yeah, there's, that's true. There's the incorrect scene where they lock him up that's true. on nowhere. So I'm glad he's still there. Um, I think High Evolutionary is a pretty good way to introduce mutants to the MCU. I mean... That would make sense. Essentially. But, uh Yes. I'm sorry, we have a, a guest in the studio. And My daughter is here. Hello. Hi. What's up? Uh, do you think I could stand here and watch? Yeah, for a little bit. Okay. Or can I just go play with your dolls? You can play with your dolls if you too. want. That's cool. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> hey, hey. Do you want to get me a beer out of the fridge? Yeah. Hashtag dad life. There you go. Yeah, buddy. If you're going to be here, yeah, you're part buddy. of the show. All right. <laughs> there you go, kid. Welcome to the team. 
top rack on the right. <laughs> yep, perfect. Pull it from the bottom of the can. Anyway, um, they're they're coupled together in a six pack. It's yes. a new concept for her. Yeah. So high evolutionary though. Um, love how they they designed that character. I love how he played out. Oh yeah. Um, I do hope. You're right. He's not dead. Um, I do hope that we see more of him sooner than later. I agree. Um, I wonder. I think he's a he's perfect. He could be a much bigger. I'm not going to say phase five and six overarching. Like he's not the multiverse threat. No, that's clearly Kang, and that work's been done. Yeah. Although with current Jonathan Major issues, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So I mean, there might be a shift there. Um. Although they could just recast Kang and be like, this is why I look like in these universes. That'd yeah, be they, they very could easy. do that. That wouldn't be hard to do. At all. Um, but High Evolutionary was very good. Again, he's terrifying. I feel like he's wasted if he doesn't show back up. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Um, but the way that Rocket took care of him, when Rocket could, was phenomenal. Yes. And then also... Did anyone else, just the way the character was designed, did anybody else get the feel that RoboCop was walking around without the helmet on? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I kept looking. There was something weird with his head. I'm like, yeah. are you a Borg? What are you? Because his skin, his face is stretched over the metallic head. Yeah. Right? And, it, yeah, and I was it's like, a dude, little weird. I'm like, dude, it's that is weird. Peter Welling as RoboCop. <laughs> that's that's exact. That's all I could think of every time that he was on screen. I was like, "Dude, that that's Black RoboCop," and it's pretty cool. But that's definitely what I was thinking the whole time. Did it, off topic, but did you ever see the the cut from when they asked Peter Weller about what he thought if they were going to do a RoboCop reboot with another person? No, he he just looks at him with this really. I mean, an older Peter Weller, you know, yeah. is very like confused face and says something that I don't really want to say on the podcast. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? You know like, what? That the, was the clip. Joel was Kinnaman hilarious. was a, he was a believable Officer Murphy. It's true. It's yeah, true. It was fine. I yeah. don't understand why they kept his right hand. Uh, but other than that, we'll move on. Right. This is not a RoboCat reboot episode. No. Um, but you know what? The one thing that bothers me about the Marvel villains is just how far, like, advancing their plans they are. Like, remember Kang had that whole army down in the the microverse mm-hmm. and, like, floating pyramids and crap? Mm-hmm. And then the high evolutionary had, like, whole planets. Right. And also floating pyramids, by the way. Like, I felt like a lot of, they're like, hey, we've done all this additional work with Kang's army. You want to just use it? Yeah, there and- was a, a lot of... Uh- <laughs> A lot of I comparable felt like there was, digital stuff yeah, here. Yeah, there was a, a lot of similarities there. I was like, see anybody else noticing that we're, no, we're cool? All right, that's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> right. no big deal. Um, I don't know. I thought it was definitely probably the best thing to come out of Phase 5. So what are the so Phase far? 5 movies so far? Because I know Wakanda Forever was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And then Quantumania. Mm-hmm. And then this. Well, what about Love and Thunder? Is that the end of Phase 4? is end of Phase 4. Okay, because this was far superior to Love and Thunder. I would agree with that. Um, I think... Do you know why Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is better? Because it was more structured? 
and there was also more the spectrum of feelings was higher well yeah it was an emotional journey for yeah. sure i didn't have an emotional journey with thor i just laughed my butt off for two hours exactly that was hours. a comedy yeah this movie was this was the same film you got when you sat down and watched the first guardians and the second guardians mm-hmm. and the third Guardians. you're like it's the same movie they're just doing different stuff mm-hmm. yeah and the characters are switching roles, as we talk yeah. about with Nebula and stuff. And you don't care about Peter almost at all in this movie. He also doesn't have that heavy of a presence exactly. in this movie, which I'm, I'm okay with. This is about the rest of the Guardians, which is great because the last two movies were all Peter. Yes. This movie's like, what's the rest of the team doing? And now that you mention that, there were ancillary characters that had more moments Oh yeah, like Cosmo and Craglin, those two. I first off, I'm sorry, I forgot about Cosmo and Craglin. They the, were hilarious. The whole bad dog thing, a bad like, dog. Don't. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> that is exactly what a talking dog would say, and exactly how a talking dog would feel. And he wouldn't let go of it. No. And when she, when they were playing poker, and Cosmo's like, you know, he called me a bad dog, and everybody around the table's like, why would you call her a bad dog? Like everybody. And he's like, she was a bad dog. <laughs> And then Craglin with the dart. Yes. Um, where he's trying to learn to control Yondu's arrow with the whistle. That was a little that was a little heavier than I thought it would be. It was. Like watching the progression of it and then him finally getting it. And I was like, man, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Again, you're right. Secondary characters that you right. you care about. Yeah, that you appreciate. I, for, I there. have no idea how I forgot about Craglin and Cosmo because they were funny. Because then at the end of the movie, like, Cosmo's really important in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, very important. Really important. And then at the end, like, Craiglin's like, good dog. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good dog. Like, you're sitting in your chair, you're like, yeah, good dog, good Cosmo. (laughs) Uh, A part of me kind of wanted Cosmo to want to chase and chew on Rocket. (laughs) You know, like, if, if... Rocket brought a squirrel friend home and Cosmo ate it. Like, I would die laughing. <laughs> right, right. I would just, like, that would have been hilarious. Yes, uh, that would have been good. if you've seen this movie, you know, Rocket doesn't bring any friends home. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry, that's not true. Oh, wow. That's not true. They go back and rescue the rest of the animals, which is really sweet. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, that was a nice moment. <laughs> but, man, that was dark. That, that was that dark. That was dark. That was dark, yeah. Uh, and- the Honest Trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 Mm-hmm. Reverse to the film as a, a two-hour-long SPCA Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Right. And you're like, you know what? You're not far off. You know, it, it, it was funny because <laughs> the beginning, like, with those scenes with the other animals, it was so dark. I couldn't tell what he was talking to. Oh, and some of them, yeah. Like the the, the walrus with the wheelchair. Like, I, I don't even remember his name. but Cuckoo Kachu. I am the walrus. Yeah, exactly. I forgot what the walrus calls himself. Actually, all of the, his animal friends, which this is terrible for me because I didn't really care about their names. Uh huh. Because I'm like, you're all, like, none of you leave this cage. Yeah, like, you're all doesn't have. We know this. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. the The one whose name I care about is Rocket. Right. But his name for naming his reason for naming himself Rocket was very good. Yes, it was. I'm gonna build a rocket so we can all fly out of here. Yeah. And you're just like. Oh crap! Like the whole time, like every time Rocket was in captivity and being experimented on and everything, like you, it tugs hard on the heartstrings. Oh yeah! Like that movie gets you, man. And you're just like, what? 
oh, this is so bad. Like, I almost <laughs> wanted to go adopt a raccoon. I know. I just like love it. it. Like, you were just like, oh, my God. And then the otter. The otter. Yeah. Uh, Lila. Lila. Yeah. But it's almost like Lila knows she's not going to make it. Right, right. And by the way, Lila is voiced by, by Hawkeye's wife. Yes. Linda starts with the C. Cardellini. Yes, that's yeah. her. Yeah. And you're just like, how did that happen? And, and you're fine with it because Lila's voice is fantastic. Right. And she's a very good voice actress on top of being a, a very right. good actress as well. But you're just kind of like, how, how, like, no one's going to notice this. But I guess he never met. No, he never met her. Yeah, theoretically. He, he, yeah. <laughs> like, he might have met Hawkeye. But he would have never met Hawkeye's family. Well, they were going the blip anyway. So, yeah, he yeah, would have exactly. never met her. Exactly. So, all right. I don't know. I'm, like, my mind's trying to work through that, obviously. <laughs> Mental gymnastics, yeah. if you will. Like, well, would it work? I don't know. It so, might. There we go. Know. She also, it wasn't exactly the same voice. Yeah. She was a little more an- animated, I guess. A little more young sounding. Yeah. Well, maybe. she did her best to sound more innocent. Right. And there, there you go. Innocent is the she, word. She had the innocence of an animal. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and again, great actress because even realizing it, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I still think this is the best movie we've got now, Phase 5. This might be the best Phase 5 thing, period. And I, I liked Ant-Man, the Quam, like Quamania. I enjoyed it. But I just thought this movie kind of recaptures that original MCU as you yeah, as you explain it and as you say it, I I'm I'm starting to agree with you. Um my initial thought on what would be the best property in phase five was Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Um but I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from with why you, you make a good argument. Like if somebody was like, pick this movie or pick that one. Yeah. There's two movies you can watch tonight. Guardians Volume Three or Quantumania. I'm going Guardians Volume 3. I think I would, too. Yeah, like... I think I would, now, too. here's the one thing that we probably should talk about, and it definitely plays a ginormous factor in any James Gunn film. We haven't mentioned it yet. The okay. soundtrack. Yes. I didn't think it was as good. I didn't hate it, but there were parts where I was like, man, maybe I just don't like the 90s music as much. Who was it? I think it was the Comic Shop Couch podcast. Comic Shop, they said the yeah. same thing. The Comic Shop Couch guys, I mean, they did a great recap. But mm-hmm. when they talk about the music, they're right. However, I have to agree with them. They're, I cannot believe that Beastie Boys' Sabotage was not played. Right. I, I feel like... The- or Intergalactic, for God's sakes. Like... Talk about a song that fits. Well, I understand why they didn't do Intergalactic, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, if you're going to do 90s music, like the 90s was like one of those pinnacle decades there's, for There's music. a lot of dark stuff, but there's a lot of fun poppy stuff. But there's a lot of, you, you've got all the grunge. Mm-hmm. You've got all of the, you've got all the post-grunge like Bush and, and bands like that that, came out with a lot of singles you start getting into that new metal phase which it's new metal really is like late probably 98 yeah like 97 98 and then you get like your limp biscuits and stuff like your rap rockers too yeah so you know them like creep by radiohead well it was a remake of creep by radiohead right 
But that was, it felt more fitting after I watched the movie. Um, yeah. But I liked the soundtrack, but I think the reason I liked the soundtrack wasn't because it was well-placed. I think it was more because I love 90s music. That's true. And I think that's what it comes down to. Um, I think they missed some. Um, they missed some beats. Yeah, they missed. Like, it wasn't as well fit right. as the first two movies. Right. And I also think that they kind of, like, they left out a genre of 90s music that became very popular in the 90s that they really could have used for Rocket. You know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? Gangster rap. I was about to say, 90s hip-hop is, yeah, like, the it, best it is, rap music it, it ever. It might be the decade where they really, like really grew the whole genre. Well, yeah, because you have all the gangster stuff, and then you have, like, your 90s hip-hop with Wu-Tang Clan, Method Man, yeah. Nas, like, all of these big, you know, outcast. Oh, don't forget um, don't forget Diddy, Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. like, exactly, exactly. Obviously, like, Tupac. You could have you done a lot with that, depending on what, you know, obviously they want to keep the PG-13 rating because they only said the F right. word once. Once, which was also well done. I enjoyed that. That was well placed. Yeah. I, th- I think I read something where it's like, why do you have to put the F word in an MCU movie? It's like, you know what? Let them have it. <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job with it. I thought it was great. You know, it wasn't like, what was that movie in the early 2000s? Be Cool it was a sequel to Get Shorty. Oh, yeah. It was a PG-13 movie. I love the movie. I thought it was great. But the first scene is where John Travolta drops the single F-bomb in the entire movie. Yeah. And he says... He's you like, know what? That is a ballsy move. Because yeah. that can get people to walk out. Right. right. You, know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I don't think this is uh, what I want to watch. Yeah. I'm not here for this filth. Yeah. Uh, but if you slip it in towards the middle or end, people are like, well, I'm invested already. So right. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm going to stick it out. It's not bad. Well, and every single one of us that's on this show and that's listening at some point has been in the car and used the F word in that exact context for something. Indeed. Indeed. Like, for sure. Yeah. I think I did it on the way here. Just being yeah. honest. I think that's I did when I woke up this morning, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just felt like there was, there's, just so much good stuff. And again, pop. Pop music in the 90s was crazy. Yeah. Like, there was stuff that I'm surprised they didn't use. But, you know, whatever. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, though, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has the movie certified fresh with a critical concept consensus at 82. Mm-hmm. The audience score. You want to know what the audience score is? What's the audience score? Why don't you try and guess real quick? It's 82 for... So if it's 82 for the critics, that means it's either going to be like 95 or it's going to be like 25. Man, you really wanted to say it. You almost said 94, and you would have nailed it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's 94%. That's awesome. I was going to say 98. So, well. I'm going to go ahead and give the movie just, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. I think 9. I think 9, 8.5 to 9 is a good spot for this movie. I, I think it's I think it's solid. I I will have to say I think Phase Five overall is better than Phase Four. Phase Four, yeah. I'm not. Phase Four was too much, just way too much. I also think Phase Four got the disservice of being in COVID. That is true. That is true. Because I, I mean, it, it really restricted a lot of what they can do. But also, this strike. Depending yeah. on how long it goes on, they could also do the same. So we'll see. That's true. That's true. We'll see, we might be struggling to get to phase six. 
Yeah. Well, I think they've already delayed a few things, or in a couple, because um, the next movie we've got is, is The Marvels in November, right? Yes. Yeah. But two movies have already been delayed. I just read about them today because mm-hmm. of the strike. Um, not Barbie and Oppenheimer. No. Those movies are doing incredible. I really want to see Oppenheimer. Um, I want to see both. Yeah, I do. Lie. I honestly do want to see Barbie. It, yeah. Like, it, it looks fun. I, you know why I want to see these two movies? And it's weird that I'm going to say this, especially on a show like Galactic Dads. But I want to see these movies because, well, Barbie, you could make the argument. It's an IP-driven story. Right. But Oppenheimer is not. It's no. just a good old piece of cinema. And I want to see that. So I've got a good friend of mine that him and his wife took Sunday and they saw him back to back. Ooh, what they see first? That they saw Barbie first. Wow, I think I would have started with Oppenheimer. Well, so what? Oh, what I he don't told know. me because because Steph and I are talking about doing it now, um, picking a day in the next few weeks and and doing the same thing. Um, what he told me is he said definitely go see Barbie first because you will not be in the headspace to watch Barbie after Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'm thinking Oppenheimer like that's a movie I want to think about after the movie for a while. Well, I've heard that there were people in the pre-screens of Oppenheimer that left in the middle vomiting because they couldn't handle it. And not from the gore aspect or anything, but just from the The realization of what that means. The moral and everything involved. So that's the part that's got me, honestly, excited for Oppenheimer. It's like... You mean you want to go to a movie that really makes you feel something? Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the last movie that did that to me. I'm trying to think of the last. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was trying to think the last one, and, and you know, maybe like a Schindler's List. That is exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking Schindler's List because when was the last time you saw a movie that you were like, "Holy crap!" Like the the ethics of it, the whole moral battle, and then you realize this has already happened. Yeah, it, 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 and you're like, man, this movie is incredible, but I hope I never watch it again. Yes. <laughs> Although I watched Schindler's List multiple times because it's just, it's just incredible cinema. There's a, uh, it, I, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's really good. Yeah, but it's really good. There movie. is an anime out there that if you're just, if you're ready to just completely demolish your your whole psyche for a day, it's called Grave of the Fireflies. Well, that already sounds promising. <laughs> right, right. Got a real strong word to start it with there. It centers around, uh, I forget which which city. I think it's Nagasaki. Okay. Right All after right. the A-bomb was dropped, and it focuses on children. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Did it once. Masterpiece. Probably never the film, watch it again. Not, not the, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, get specific here. I don't I'm, want anyone confused. I'm all for technological advancements here, but maybe not the ones that kill millions of people. That's yeah, that's rough, friends. man. Oh. Well, all right. Let's go back to happier times. Yes. Uh, so the Marvels is coming out in November. We got a new trailer for it. Yeah. You Let's not talk about the Marvels. We'll talk about that on the next episode when Sounds we cover good. Seeker Invasion. Yeah, we'll do that. So stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get to the next episode, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to move into our Patreon shoutouts and, um, you know, rock it up.
All right. It is my favorite part of the episode where we get to do our Patreon shout-outs. Of course, we are going to shout-out the very wonderful, the always awesome, and the much-deserved Keith Jefferson. The legend himself. He is. You know what? Let's just, my man. Let's do it. All of that. He deserves all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, love that Patreon supporter. Deserves that shout out. The OG's been with From us since day the beginning. One. And uh, again, if you guys are interested in becoming Patreon supporters, you can get your hands on some super sweet Galactic Dads merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really cool exclusive t shirt designs I got. Uh, yeah. The Dads of Us yeah. is probably my favorite lately. It so, got a lot of love at the con. I was wearing that at uh I was wearing that at a work function. I was in Detroit for a few days a couple of nice. weeks ago, and I wore it uh, for one of the bar nights. We won't get into that, but um, several people asked me about the shirt. Are you serious? Several people, yes. So what that shirt is is The Last of Us on HBO premiered and also got a ton of Emmy nominations this year. It's a great show. Yeah, and great show. just for fun, I thought it would be a good idea to make a Galactic Dads version of the shirt. So The Last of Us simply became... The, the dads, dads of us. us. And uh, it, it gets attention, yeah, which is awesome. It's a good shirt. It's so. a real good shirt. But anyway, if you guys want to check that out or anything else, you can follow us on the socials. You could hit us up on patreon.com slash galactic dads. All the good info for the following will be in the show notes. So definitely check those out. Yep. Uh, and I think that takes us to the end. I, I think, think we're does. good. I think, uh, listen, guys, we appreciate you for listening. And uh, as we finish these beers and say cheers course thank you uh please remember to like rate review and share no matter what platform you're listening to us on and again check out that patreon.com slash galactic dads for bonus episodes exclusive only to patreon subscribers and much more exciting content like watching us live uh plus all that sweet merch so listen till next time we thank you for listening and keep on doing the dad thing cheers Cheers.